Happy Sunday. Happy Father's Day. We are so glad that you are here today learning, growing, worshiping the Lord with us. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to celebrate my first official Father's Day. It feels good. And so in honor of that, in observance of National Father's Day, we are going to be taking a break this morning from our Fighting for Your Field message, and we are going to be talking and honoring, talking about and honoring our fathers this morning. I'd like to also welcome anybody joining us watching online. We're glad that you're here too. Happy Father's Day. Put something in the chat this morning. Put something nice about your father if you're watching so that we know you're there. One of our online facilitators are there for all of your prayer needs. So before we get started, y'all fathers are going to get a workout today. Uh, I want y'all, if you are a father, to go ahead and stand up again. Get that workout now before we eat all that good food later this afternoon, right? And so if your dad is here, or you're sitting next to him and he's standing, I want you just to Maybe uh, stretch your hands, if you're a part of his family, stretch your hands to him or grab his hand. Man, I look at all these men, these young men, some awesome fathers in the house, and I just want to impart blessing on you. And today, as I don't want to get ahead of myself, as we're going to be talking about, men, we have to see and recognize where we really are. Somebody say, really are. And I want to charge you this morning. I'm going to honor you today, but I also want to light a fire under your butt. Because God has blessed you with an amazing responsibility. Being a father, there is no bigger, greater call. It's right there next to husband. But we have been blessed, and God has given you, we've been talking about fields, a field of influence and blessing in your life. Amen. So I hope you get to enjoy your family and kids today. But I want to part that blessing and impart that vision to you this morning. Amen. So y'all, y'all, y'all join, join me in prayer this morning. So Father God, Lord, I thank you for all these men. Mighty men of God, in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, speak to us today. Meet us where we're at. Love us. Comfort us. Holy Spirit, but you also can get real with us. So show us the things that I need to work on. Show me the things I'm doing good. Show me my blind spots today, in Jesus' name. God, how can I get better in the kingdom of God? How can I be a better dad? How can I be a better husband? God, how can I walk in real power and authority from Jesus Christ for the rest of this year so that I can be blessed and so that that blessing can flow through me into my family, into my workplace, into each and everything that I touch. Let it prosper in Jesus' name. If you receive it, say amen. Amen. Give these fathers a hand as they take their seats. Amen. Good stuff. I want to do one more thing. Because I know Father's Day can be a tough day for some folks. I lost my father. I had an amazing dad. And this day is sad for me. This being my first official Father's Day, it gives me a different perspective, but I still miss my dad. So I want to do something. If your dad has passed away and is no longer here, I want to pray for you. So if that's you, I want you to go ahead and stand. Don't be shy. Amen. Look at all these folks. First, I want to say, you know this to be true. You have a heavenly father that loves and cares about you. But that doesn't make missing your earthly father any easier, does it? And so I just want to know that God loves you and comfort you this morning. Amen. If, you're, if one of these folks are standing, you can go ahead, extend your hands to them, grab their hand this morning. So, Father God, Lord, I thank you for all these children of God. God, I... Uh, 
there's so many things that our earthly fathers do for us and so many seeds that they deposit inside of us and so many things that they do for us. God, on this Father's Day, if, if people are hurting or sad, God, I pray right now you comfort them. God, let them know that they're loved and they're not alone, God. You are there with them. You have adopted them and grafted them in. They are a part of the kingdom of God today. Lord, and so I pray the best thing that they can do to honor their father, even though that he's gone, is that they can every day show the best characteristics that their father instilled in them. And I pray that they would do that today, that they would honor their fathers, even though they're not here today, in Jesus' name. If you receive it, say amen. Amen. Good stuff. Give God a little hand this morning. God is good. All the time, he's good. <clears throat> so this message is going to be, like I said, an interlude from our, our series that we've been doing, Fighting for Your Field. So we're going to, like I said, talk about our fathers today. And this message really is that, as I shared this morning as we prayed over our fathers, it's really a charge uh, for us men to get better, how we can get better, identifying where I really am. And also on the flip side of that, if you're a, a spouse to one of these dads today, how can I honor my father? How can I actually help him get better? Right? Instead of coming against him, how can I come alongside him and help him get better? Uh, and kids, you need to honor your fathers today as well. Love your father. Cherish your father. We only get one. Amen? So let's look at that first scripture this morning. and we'll look at the word of God as we get started together today. It comes out of Ephesians. We're going to be in Ephesians a lot today. He has a lot to say about the bride of Christ and honoring your parents. And so as we get started, I just wanted to use the scripture from the word. And so Ephesians chapter 6, 1 through 3, right? It says, children, obey your parents. You know, parenting is a, a, a two-person duty. We're honoring our fathers, but mother, you have a place too. Amen. But y'all had your, your day last month. <laughs> Amen. So today we're going to talk, talk about the men today. If you're a man today, give me your best Tim the Tool Man little, little grunt this morning. You know what I'm talking about? Ah, 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 there we go. Ah, ah, ah. We're talking about the men today. Amen. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Here it is. Honor your father. Highlight that. Underline that. And mother. You got to honor both parents. Okay, today we're going to focus on the Father, but this is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life here on earth. If you obey your parents and honor your parents, blessings will chase you down. Here's the cool thing. Do you notice in Ephesians how he first said, first, obey your parents. Then he said, honor them. We talk about obedience a lot here, I feel like, at LCHP because it's a necessity. We need to live in obedience before the Lord and live in obedience over the authority that God has placed in my life. But I want you to see something today. Obedience and honor are married together. You can't honor your father if you're being disobedient. Wives, you can't honor your husband if you're being disobedient under his authority. And so honor and obedience are joined. How do I show honor to my father? I have to obey and, and, and listen and, and be respectful to the things that he asks of me, the things that he wants me to do. Now, I'm not talking about obeying if he's asking you to do 
evil things or sinful things, that's a whole other issue, right? I know y'all are smart. So we never obey if someone's asking us to do something that sins against God. But if it's something that maybe my flesh just doesn't agree with, am I stepping on some toes now? And the authority over life, if it's your father, asks you to do it. To be right with God, I have to submit and follow his leadership. Amen? So God asks us to honor our parents and especially our dads no matter what. No matter what. So we're going to talk about that today. Look at that first point. The word honor. It means to hold in high esteem, to place great value, somebody say value, upon and show respect. Obedience is the right thing to do, but God commands us to honor our fathers. Honor in the family is not earned. It is given by God. Honor is not something that's earned. It's something that we do out of love and respect. Nobody demands more honor and glory than who? God the Father, right? The first ever father that there ever was was El Shaddai. <laughs> means God Almighty. He breathed breath into the dust. Right? He was your first ever father. He is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord provides. That's what Abraham named the place where he was to sacrifice Isaac. Y'all remember the story? He was going to sacrifice Isaac. And when God supplied the sacrifice, he said, I'm going to name his place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord has provided. Your God is always providing for you. But so... We hold esteem, I hope, to God the Father, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit every single day. But as a believer, as a Christian, that's the, my kingdom family. I'm a part of a, a real family, a tangible family here on earth, wherever God has planted you. And to honor God, you have to honor your earthly parents, your earthly father, your mother also, anybody who is over you. When I honor the people that are over me, I honor God. Do you see that? And that, that is something that is, that, is, that is not earned, like that point says. It's something that is freely, somebody say freely, given by God. And isn't it funny that we naturally honor and respect the things that we place a high value on? That's something that you would naturally do. Just imagine if the President of the United States came to our church, no matter who he is, I guess. The President, no matter who he is, if he's coming to LCHP, we're going to honor and respect him. Right? Why? Because that's something that we naturally do. We, we understand it's nothing that he's even earned. He definitely hasn't earned it, but we're going to respect him and honor him because that's what God calls us to do. Right? That's something that we naturally do. So how are you respecting and honoring your dad today? When he comes home for work, are you griping and arguing and fussing? Are you getting on to him before he even gets his work boots off? Or are you meeting him and greeting him as he comes in the door with, with hugs and loves? And I'm glad to see you, dad. 
Or is it always this argument? Because we should naturally hold in a high esteem of what our dads are doing on a daily basis to provide for their families. And when you do that, what happens? You refill his tank. A lot of dads are running on empty, y'all. I'm just being honest. They are spinning, they're doing all the things to love and care and provide. And we're going to talk about this today when, when, when we nitpick at those things or we say those things are not enough or, 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 or we, we, we poke the bear, so to speak. It makes it worse. It makes the man feel less than when we need to be refilling uh, and charging and, and loving our dads and the leaders of our families and our homes. Amen? Look at that next point. So honor is important for women. Okay, Honor is important for everyone. Each and every person enjoys honor and respect, right? But I want you to see this today. Honor is a foundational, somebody say foundational, truth for a man. Every man has an honor code hardwired into his system by God. Honor draws out the best of a man, excuse me, and dishonor draws out the worst. That is so true. If you're a man, you know this to be true. Men, when it's just a group of men together, what do we do? We talk about uh, sports. Yeah, we, we, we're pretty easygoing. We talk, but mainly we talk about work, the things that we're doing. And there's always a thing that you never do to a man. You never uh, criticize what he does for who he does it for. Because as soon as you criticize what he does, a lot of a man's identity, other than if he's a Christian, is in Christ, is in what he does, how he provides, the thing that he gives back to the world. If you criticize what he does for who he loves, you're going to wound him. You're going to offend him. And there's something about dishonor, what it does to a man that the enemy wants to use in the core of the family. To snatch that thing, the sacrifices that the man, the dad, the father, the leader is doing behind the scenes, no one sees it except him. Then when he comes home and the family nitpicks and says, what he's doing is not enough or what he's doing is not good enough, it wounds him. And so hear this, a dishonored man deflates. An honored man is a heightened man. Heightened is, it means strength. When you honor a man, he rises up. When you, when you tell dad, when you cheer dad on, when you say, dad, thank you for all that you're doing. Dad, I just missed you today. Dad, I want to hug you. Dad, I love you. Dad, thank you for everything that you do for me. He grows inches, maybe not physically, but spiritually. It heightens him. It makes him feel like what he's doing is not just worth it, but that what he's doing is making a difference and that his family is seeing the love through what he is doing. Amen? A woman responds to love, okay? Love is what refills a woman's heart. It's what keeps a woman going. 
right? You need to tell your wives that you love them. You need to show them that you love them. They need to know and feel secured that they are loved. Y'all agree with that? All you ladies are like, amen, I need to know that I am loved. Don't be looking at your husbands, right? And that same truth, the ability, that innate ability for your need to, to be loved is the same for our men this morning, except it's not love. It's respect. That thing that that man needs on a daily basis is that feeling of respect. Here's the cool thing I want to bring to clarity for you this morning. Jesus first charged his church to love. We're going to read it today, too. We're called as men to love our spouses, our wives, as Jesus loved the church, to sacrifice everything. But when we love our wives, our wives should then respect us. When our wives respect us, it encourages me to love. And when I feel loved, then I'll go ahead and I'll respect. Do you see this? A woman needs that need to feel loved. A man has that need to feel respected. And when those, both those things are running on full cylinders, God can work in and through your life and your marriage and the core family. But what does the enemy do? He comes in and he stifles. The wife feels like the husband doesn't love her. So she disrespects. The husband feels disrespected. So he deflates and he retreats and he's less decisive and he's less involved. And all y'all women prayed for a man of vision and a man of God and he's been giving you ideas and he's been telling you things he wants to do and he's been laying his heart out. The moments when he is, is emotional, you shut him down and you actually cut him to the core and you wonder why are you so withdrawn? Why are you not leading us? And it's because he's hurt. Because this is the honor code of a man. When we get hurt, when we feel disrespected, we back off. It's the manly way. When we were younger and kids and you disrespected them and we fought. But we had to grow up. So we can't just punch people in the face anymore, right? Come on, somebody. You better not be punching your wife in the face or we'll be talking. That's a whole nother message for a whole nother day. But I just want to show you if these are some, some attributes or, or some tendencies or some attitudes that you are beginning to see, the root issue is probably because somewhere along the line you've offended him because you disrespected him. And man, I know it's about us today. I know on the inside some of you are saying, amen, preacher, he's, he's hitting it. Because it's true for me. But we, to... to encourage that cycle of respect in my life, we are first. You know, Adam means first. I have to sacrifice and love my wife first, and then that respect comes. So figure out where you truly are today, okay, in Jesus' name. So let's look at that next point. So for today, I want to give the families, the wives, and the kids, if you're here today, five easy ways you can always, without a doubt, Show honor and show respect to your father. When you do these things, your father's on the inside going to be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. It's going to make him feel so good. It's going to fill his love tank. It's going to fill his, his work tank, his service tank.
Because a man buys, sells, and trades in honor. Buys, sells, and trades in respect. So, hey, if there's something shiny and fancy that you want dad or, or the husband to get, how do you get it? you got to show some respect. Come on, somebody. He buys, sells, and trades in honor and respect. Now, I'm not saying just do those things to get the thing, but hey, respect and honor your dad. Amen? He'll naturally want to do those and get those things for you when he feels loved, honored, and respected. So look at that first one. So essential, and it's something that we as husband and wives, we need to get this and demonstrate this to our kids. You honor your father when you show respect to his wife. If anybody ever says one bad thing about my wife, I'm going to politely be offended on the inside, and I'll have to deal with that. But you don't talk about my wife because you don't know my wife like I do. Right? And as husband and wives, you got to know that your kids are watching how you do husband and wife. And dads, if you show your kids how much you love and cherish your wife, those are seeds that your kid is going to have planted in their life. And how you treat your mom or how you treat their mom is how they're probably going to treat women in their life. And so that's been my prayer as we've had Xander that he would see me how I treat Pastor Jessica, how I treat my wife, how I love her when it's just us. Because he's watching, he's he's taking those things in. That's something that only can be deposited by a father. And how I treat Pastor Jessica, my wife, in front of him is going to speak volumes. It's going to speak volumes for his life. And the thing is, a lot of us have forgotten because maybe we have one, two, three, four, five. I don't know how many kids you got. But I do know after you have kids, life changes. But we have to remind ourselves, you know what? Man, I I had my wife before I had my kid. Right? You couldn't have your kid without your wife. And so to honor her as men... We need to show that to our kids and to anybody else that is, that is watching us. Amen? Because when you honor a man's wife, it shows respect and honor to the man. Right? Let no, let no man separate what God has joined together. Right? And that's what the enemy always wants to do. That's what the world wants to do. Any way that he can is to, to bring division, right? To bring, uh, bring about that thing that's going to break apart Excuse me, that unity. Look at Proverbs 10.1. It says, a wide, uh, oh, excuse me, a wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. So a wise child brings joy to a father, and a foolish child brings grief to a mother. As I read that this week, the Holy Spirit kind of took me down a different avenue than I would normally uh, think or lean. Do you love when the Holy Spirit does that? Kind of says, that's what I want you to say on Sunday. And so we as parents, I'm going back to parenting, 
we can't play favorites with our kids. And I had a memory as I was studying this week of early, well, not early childhood. I had, I had just got my license, my driver's license. When you get your driver's license, you're like, I'm free, right? <clears throat> Freedom. And my mom, something happened, but she grounded me and told me I couldn't drive for like a week or something. And I remember I called my dad. And what was I trying to do? Your pastor was trying to, trying to get my parents to play favorites. And my dad, my parents were divorced, but my dad always honored my mom. They, I never seen them fuss and argue. They were like the most put-together divorced parents I ever saw. Uh, they, they didn't live together, but I got to see them at least once or twice a week. And every other weekend I stayed with them. And I, I went and called my dad. I was all, you can't believe what mom is trying to do. Daddy, she's, 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 she's grounding me. I can't do all this. He's just like, what your mom said, you're going to do. And I was just like, and he was a good dad. Dad, I pray you're honored today in Jesus' name. But what did he do? He, 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 laid, he laid the law. He laid the fountain. You're not going to separate. I'm not going to deviate from what your mom says. Because she has the same authority as, as, as I do. And so as parents, if you see your kids <laughs> trying to divide you, and you maybe secretly enjoy that extra special attention that your child brings you when there's an argument or something, and they come and say, Mom, Daddy said, or Dad, Mommy said, you have to be united, parents. United on the rules, what you've said, the laws and boundaries you've established. Because if they see that they can divide you, why would they ever stop? So parents, we have to be united. Wives, if that means the husband is, is bringing ideas, uh, thoughts, opinions, then you have to listen to him. Right? We have ideas and, and, and thoughts that may be different. We're talking about fathers today. We need to come together and be in unity on those things. Amen? Look at that next point. Another thing you can always do to honor your father. First thing is honor their wife. Okay? The second one, you honor your father when you respect his desire and willingness to work and provide for the family. I already said this, but a lot, much of what a man's identity is, is what he's good at, the things that he's doing. Uh, he loves to be able to work. He loves to be able to work. He loves to be able to do those things. He loves to, to hear people say, hey, what you're doing, I see what you're doing. You're doing, and not just see what you're doing, I see that you're doing a great job. I see that you're great at what you do. And so a lot of the things that, a lot of that godly pride that every man needs, you know, there's a godly pride and there's a pride of, of the enemy, that pride that keeps me moving forward and living for God, is, is established in the things that I can and uh, the things that I can do, my work, my skill sets. And so he loves to be able to do those things for people that he loves. If you despise family or wives, despise or demean his vocation or what he does, you will have wounded him. You will have dishonored him. And then he becomes, like I said, deflated and distant. Never, somebody say never, tell him that he's not doing enough. If you really want to hurt him, say, Dad, what you're doing is not enough. Dad, why are you never here? 
We're going to talk about balance here in a moment. But if your dad is always gone and he's, he's legitimately working, providing, it breaks his heart to be away from you. But he has, somebody has to do the work. Somebody has to provide. And so then when you tell him that thing that he already knows, it wounds him. It hurts him. Amen. So never, ever tell him that he's not doing enough. Always tell him what he's doing. Tell him what he is doing. Look at Exodus 29. Real quick, uh, short scripture. What's it say? It says, six days you shall labor and do all your work. God calls us to work. Men, God calls us to work. We understand that. A godly man understands that. An honorable man understands that God calls us to work and to provide, and that gives us joy when we can do those things. When a man can't find work or a man is struggling to find work, it bothers us on the inside. It makes me feel less than. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm not a man because I can't do the things that all the other men in my life are doing. You know what's another thing you can always tell your dad or your husband? Tell them, say, hey, you the man. Y'all awake? Tell them, hey, you the man. If you're sitting next to him right now, just look at him and say, hey, you the man. (laughs) Your dad loves to hear that. You know what the Lord showed me? A lot of men never had a father tell them that they made it as a man. And so every single day of their life, they're running, searching, doing all these things for that affirmation that I've made it. I'm a man. And so they need the family to tell them, Dad, you're the man. Dad, I thank you for everything that you do for us. Ain't nobody like you, Dad. I only got one dad, and I'm so glad that you're my dad. You're the man, Dad. When you tell him those things, it does something on the inside of him. It's going to make him sacrifice more for you. It's going to make him love you harder, make you love, love you even more when you say things. Like that. He understands that he has to work. He wants to do those things for you. Amen? Look at that next point. Another thing that you can always do. You honor your father when you respect his rest and recreation. You honor what he does as vocation, how he provides for your family, and then you honor what he does when he's off from doing those things. If your dad is working six days a week and he wants to sleep in maybe an hour or two the one day he has off, You honor and respect that, right? Because I can only be the best worker, I can only be the best provider, I can only be the best father, I can only be the best dad when I get to refill my tank. I'm I'm expending energy every single day. Hopefully I'm in his word every single day. Hopefully I'm, I'm praying and meeting with God every single day, right? That helps refill my tank. But also I just physically need rest and recreation to do fun things. Right? So because a man understands he has to work, he also feels that he deserves, somebody say deserves, all my men are going rah, 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 on the inside, that he deserves to rest and play. Men, yes, you may deserve to rest and play because you provide, but hey, there is a delicate balance that you have to walk, not just for your spiritual health, for your physical health, but for the well-being for your family. You can't be working so much that you're never home. And you can't be playing so much that you're, you're missing out on all the things too and not taking care of the responsibility 
responsibilities that God has given you. So there's a delicate balance. I have to expend energy to provide and sacrifice for my family. And then God says on the seventh, six days I'll work, on the seventh day I shall rest. And hopefully you're spending a lot, most of that resting time with your family. Enjoying your family and doing all those things. Look at Mark 2.27, right? And it says, he, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man, for Sabbath. God understands that we need rest. God understands that we need to be refilled. God understands that we need time with our families. He understands that, man. I remember when Xander was first born, I had like that first 10 days off, and it was just us at home just doing nothing and learning all the brand new things about a baby. And then when I had to go back to work, it was like I was sad on the inside. I was like, but I understood I have to go and provide. But I remember seeing Pastor Jessica was like, man, you're so blessed. You get to stay home and spend every day and minute with them. When I would come home, it was the best part of my day. I remember Pastor Keith, he preached the message, I don't know, a long time ago. And he made this a confession of faith for him. He said every day when he used to lay carpet before he became a full-time pastor, you know, he'd be hard at work all day. If you've ever done construction, you know, he'd come home worn out. And he said when he pulled into the driveway every single day, he would say, you know what, I'm about to enter into the best part of my day. The best part of my day is before me right now. And so, men, we need to do that. We need to be conscious to do that, too. No matter how hard you work, all the things, the stresses, the problems you've encountered that day, when you come home, to, when you come home from work that day, make that a, I'm about to have the best part of my day with my wife, with my kids, and, and dads, you get to set the spiritual atmosphere the moment you step foot in your house. It has to start and, and stop with us. Don't show up from work, even if you had a bad day, and just, and just spiritually like throw up all over your family. Well, you just done it. It's just the cycle of death, right? And so, man, we can set that standard in our homes. Amen? Look at point four, the next point. Another thing that you can do to honor your fathers. You honor your father when you recognize his lack of emotion. Y'all ladies, uh, star this point here. (laughs) His lack of emotion as actually a gift from God, not a weakness. Let me stop there for a moment. Men, we need to work on being more open and emotional with our wives, with our families. If you're hurt, if you've experienced pain or or, or an offense with somebody, you need to be more open about those things. We need to work on those things. But what I want you to see is God has actually made us men this way for a reason. God has given us this ability to actually compartmentalize areas of my life. So my home life can be a mess. It It can be a wreck. It can be all sorts of stuff. But I can go to work and I can shut home life off, and I can be like a rock star uh, employee for whoever I work with, and they would never even know what's going on in my home. Right, man? And so God made us this way because we are actually uh, designed as warriors. When men were called to battle, yeah, it makes us sad that we have to leave, but we understand that as a man, I have to sacrifice. I got to put up you know, I, I, I got a deal, and I'm about to go to battle. I'm about to go to war. Some of y'all men got to start going to battle and war for your family. And when I do that, I can shut everything off, and I cannot be emotional, and I can get the task done. And so women, recognize that. Identify that in your man, that that, that thing that, 
maybe is a, can be a stumbling block. It's actually a strong suit in your husband. It's a strong suit in your dad that's making him better. God made him that way for a reason. He made us that way for a reason so that I can fight without worrying about what's going on around me. Uh, I can be in, in, invested in that, that single task. I can give that task the best part of who I am in that moment so that the best possible outcome can come. I can glorify God, and the best possible outcome can come from that. Amen? Look at 1 Corinthians 16, 13. It says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Man, this scripture describes what a faithful father looks like. Somebody say faithful father. Faithful father. That's what I'm praying happened today. That we would have faithful fathers rise up. That no matter what life has to bring that day, that hour, that moment, that you would be on guard. You would spiritually be on guard before the father. You would spiritually be on guard for your wife, for your kids. You're not allowing things, evil things to come into the core of your family. Not just through you, but through them. You would be on guard. You would be vigilant. You would stand firm in the faith no matter what. You would believe that God is for you. You would believe that God can answer those, those prayers, those dreams, those visions that you have for your life and for your family's life. You would be courageous to say yes to God and no to the devil. You would be courageous to stand for truth. This is what a faithful man looks like, a faithful father looks like. You would be strong. You would be heightened. You would be strong when your family's the weakest. I remember it was maybe the like fifth, sixth, first week of Xander's life, day of his life. Everything had been going really good. I was like, man, this is kind of easy. Don't say that. And he started having a, a, a temper tantrum, just crying his little baby heart, his little baby's heart out. And Jessica, you know, she was. She was not getting a lot of sleep, and she was adapting. We were all adapting. And I was closing up the house for the night like I always do, and she had moved Xander in the bassinet and into the bedroom. And we got two little dogs, you know. They're in there, too. They sleep with us. And I walked in there, and I walked in the door, and Pastor Jessica is just crying. And the dogs are both looking at me like, and Xander's crying. And it was in that moment the Holy Spirit said, okay, Dad, you need to lead. In that moment, I had to be a faithful father. I had to be on guard. I had to stand firm in the faith. I had to be courageous. I had to be strong for my family. My wife, my brand-new baby boy, my two fur babies. And I said, we're going to get it together, West Brooks. I believe I began to pray. And I asked her, what do you need me to do? And we began to live and learn from there. And when those moments arise, you need to rise up, identify those moments, and be a faithful father when everybody else and your family can be losing it, when everybody else can be hurting. You have to relay that message. You have to relay that vision. You have to relay what God says because they're looking to you. Even if it's two little fur babies. I remember little Penny was like, what's going on? Peace in the home. We brought peace. I didn't do it. Holy Spirit did that through me. 
Amen. Look at that, that next point. Second to last point. I'm wrapping up here. One of, the, one of the last things you can do to always honor your father. You honor your father when you respect his opinions, ideas, instruction, and experiences. He sees and interprets the world totally different than anybody else in the family. This, too, is also a gift from God. Your husband, your dad, has perspective on life, on things that you've never seen, done, experienced. And so when he does speak up and he says, hey, we're not going to do that, or hey, we're going to do this, don't let your flesh want to rise up and say, no, my idea is better. Actually begin to submit to his leadership and see what happens. Actually begin to submit to his leadership and see what happens. Dad knows. Dad's the man. Tell him he's the man. Say, okay, man, you lead us. Here's the cool thing, wives. When you actually submit to your husband, even if he does wind up, end up being wrong, you've submitted unto him, unto God. Because God says you must submit to him. When you don't submit to him, you are actually out of the umbrella of the Father. You're living in rebellion. God calls us to let the, the, the Father, the man of the home, do the leading. Now understand, any choice has to be brought about with prayer, thinking, discussions, okay? It's, it's a, it's, it's a two-person game, fathers and mothers, but if it comes down to it and dad's like, okay, this is the way we're going, if that still comes against your flesh, you say, to honor him and respect him, you say, okay, let's do this thing. Amen? Somebody say amen. Amen, Lord, you're still with me. Amen, look at that next scripture. That last scripture. Ephesians 5, 23 through 25. This is what it says, right? For a husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body, the church. So as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Somebody say everything. Go ahead, underline it in your Bible. Go ahead, star that in your Bible. In everything. Husbands, y'all ain't off the hook yet. I'm going to get you here in a second. Verse 25, for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up. Underline. Man, star. Man, highlight. Man, I don't say he gave up. He stopped fighting. What did he do? He gave up everything. They're supposed to submit everything to us, but Christ gave up everything for her, the bride of Christ. We're called to give up and sacrifice for our wives and for our families. Hey, if I'm not doing everything that God's called me to do, you can't get mad at your wife for not doing the things that she's doing because it has to start with us, man. If your wife's not showing you respect, it might be because you're not showing your wife love. You're not showing your wife sacrifice. You're not showing her the things that God has commanded you to do first. When you do those things, then that cycle of life and that cycle of love of love and respect can fully bloom and be flourished. Amen. Look at that last point. Fathers, this is what I want you to know and hear today. You are replaceable. You have an irreplaceable role, place, seat, okay, in the family. The more we honor and respect them, our dads, our fathers, the more our families can flourish. 
When you respect the head, the rest of the body thrives. You got to take care of the head of your natural body, right? When you respect the head, that is dads and fathers today, the rest of the body, the rest of the family, the rest of everything that whatever your family is can flourish. Dad, you're irreplaceable. There are things that only you can deposit into your children and into your families. Only things that you can deposit. So please do those things. Do those acts of love. Do those acts of sacrifice. Tell your family that you love them. Families, you only get one dad. We honored some of our folks that have already lost their dad. And I know they would all tell you, hey, you only get one dad. Cherish, respect your dad and what God has given you. Dads, God has given you your family. Family, God has given you your dad. Love, respect, and cherish each other. Amen? Right now we're going to finish watching a short video clip, and I think it's just a great video a powerful video just to show the love of what a father, show the love of God and what a father is. If you're joining us, watching us online, we're going to go ahead. We're going to have to end our, our stream because we don't own the rights to this video. So I want to tell you that we love you. If you want to watch the same video that we're going to watch here in the sanctuary, there's a link provided in the description. You can watch it uh, right now after we end the stream. Amen.